the, the donut, donut box. The donut box. Acid reflux. It sucks. And today we are diving into a topic that affects millions of people worldwide. That's right. Whether you're a fellow sufferer, you're looking for answers, or you are just curious about this common digestive woe, you have come to the right place. In this episode, we will be breaking down acid reflux, GERD, ulcers, and gastritis. What are they? How are they managed? And when to check with a doctor? We'll also be talking about nutrition interventions and lifestyle changes that need to be done in order for us to manage this. What's up, guys? My name is Joe, and welcome back to The Donut Box, where we unbox stories and talk about things we usually do not talk about. So if you're ready, let's unbox this story. Our unboxer today studied medicine in USD College of Medicine and Surgery. He did his internal medicine residency in Cardinal Santos Medical Center and is currently on his second year gastroenterology fellowship in UERM Medical Center. Everybody, let's welcome Dr. Elijah Nanatas Adamas. Hi, Doc. Hello. We actually have two Elijahs in the house. Uh, Elijah is also here. <laughs> so, surrounded by Elijahs. Uh, but hi, Doc. How are you, Po? How is uh, your day? How's your life? Doing all right. Medyo na ulanan lang. Bagyo bagyo. Yeah, so super ulang po. That's why I'm very thankful as well that you're still here to uh, talk to us about this topic today. Before we get into our main topic questions, let's start with getting to know you a little bit. Why gastroenterology? Bakit po yun yung napili ninyo? Ah, wow. Ano pala to? Parang pageant questions. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the question. <laughs> uh, thank you for that wonderful question. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I guess it depends on what you enjoy during your med school and your internal medicines. Uh, training. So, naka-enjoy ko yung ano, gastroenterology to- topics. I guess it's also practical in a sense because uh, I for one haven't met anyone who hasn't had any abdominal pain in their lifetime. <laughs> so, true. Mm-hmm. it's very practical and uh, I, I, I just enjoy the scope of gastroenterology, the problems involved, the diseases involved in, in that field. Okay. So, Elijah po kasi said when he was in clerkship, there was a lot of poop. So, <laughs> is this true? <laughs> uh, it's very true. <laughs> very true. Uh, every day, ako nakakakita ng poop of someone else. <laughs> and it's alright. Mm-hmm. It's part of the job. And actually, I'm I'm used to it. So, part of the field is having to cleanse the bowel whenever there's a colonoscopy. So you can see the wall of the bowel and examine it. So part of it is doing a bowel preparation. So we bowel prep the patients the day before. Ideally, if they are able to uh, follow the instructions completely and they're able to avoid the vegetables and fibers and good bowel prep, there should be none. (laughs) Or very little food. Ideally. Ideally. In an ideal but, world. But uh, <laughs> some patients are uh, unable to uh, follow it. So, yun. May mga, may poop. <laughs> dirty jobs. Dirty jobs. <laughs> dirty jobs. Yeah. yeah so, so, Doc, can you explain to us specifically, like, 
what is a gastroenterologist? Like, what do they do? And when should we go to a gastro, if ever? So, a gastroenterologist is a doctor who specializes in the organs of the gastrointestinal tract. So, the esophagus, the stomach, the small intestines, the colon, the liver, uh, and the pancreas. Yun yung majority ng organs involved. So, any problems with these organs, the gastroenterologist entertains. So, meaning esophagus and stomach, meaning mga acid reflux, ulcers, peptic ulcer disease. Uh, liver would be like hepatitis or fatty liver. Uh, biliary tree pa pala, sorry. So, biliary tree meaning yung mga stones ng bile duct, no? Or tumors of the bile duct. Pancreas would mainly be yung mga pancreatitis or yung mga cancers or pseudocysts of the pancreas. Well, the colon will be mainly con- colon cancer, inflammatory bowel diseases, gastrointestinal TB, and so on. So, when do you need to consult a gastroenterologist? Actually, there's no prescribed period na you should visit your gastroenterologist once a year or ganun. Wala naman. Pero anytime you have complaints relating to the GI tract, such as what I said, acid reflux or abdominal pain or let's say blood in stools or prolonged history of loose stools or let's say you have uh, jaundice or para ka nang sisimpson. <laughs> Great description of that. <laughs> Any history of hepatitis, you may consult a gastroenterologist. Aside from those na prescribed by guideline due to uh, screening for cancer, so yung mga may family history ng cancers na related sa GI tract. Yun yung may mga ano, prescribed period. Mm, okay. So, hindi naman po siya, like, you don't have to regularly visit a gastro unless you have uh, a specific cancer. At the outset, hindi naman kailangan mag-consult ka agad ng gastro. Unless yun nga, related dun sa organs na yun. Usually, parang mang- makikita rin muna sila ng internal medicine. And then, the internal medicine doctor will say na, uh, mukhang pang-gastro yung concern. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's more on referral na po for for uh, gastro problems. Unless yung ano yung mga relating to the GI tract na yung complaints such as yun nga pains or blood in stools or prolonged diarrhea, acid reflux, pwedeng diretso sa gastro. Mm, okay, sige po. Thank you for explaining <laughs> that. <laughs> so, uh when it comes to being a gastro, so for let's say somebody listening is interested in becoming a doctor, they want to be a gastro, um, what is the process to be one? So how, what was the stages of getting to where you are now? So after passing the medical board exam, the next steps would be internal medicine training. So that would be three years and then certifying for the diplomate exam, which you can do right after your internal medicine training and then two years of gastroenterology training. So I'm currently on my second year of gastroenterology training. Oh, okay. So it takes a while. <laughs> it really takes a lot of time to get there. So now we can go to our main topic because you've shared with us what a gastro is and the main concerns that you would tackle. And we asked on Instagram, what are some of the questions that people have about acid reflux and GERD? Because recently found out that there are so many people who struggle with acid reflux without actually addressing it. So let's talk about it a little bit more. Are you ready, Doc? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
So this is now when it becomes more pageant-like. So kukuha po tayo ng question for our, our box. Ah, kaya <laughs> donut we'll box? Yes, yes. You got it. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, so let's start with our first question here. How do you know when heartburn is GERD? So, paano po yun distinguish from just acid reflux to, wait, you have GERD? When it's GERD, actually, it's more of the disease where the gastric contents, they are moved against the natural motion. So, they move back up. No? So, it's caused by the failure of the normal anti-reflux barrier, such as yung sphincters and so on. Tapos, that would elicit the pain from heartburn or para siyang nai-interchange. No? Ini-interchange sila normally. So, parang when patients go in for a consult, they say parang masakit yung dibdib na kangasin or na- natitaste nila yung acid sa throat nila. So, that's more of the heartburn. So, they actually often interchange the two. But when you say gastroesophageal reflux disease, it's usually seen after the endoscopy that you have like lesions in the area. So, in the distal esophagus mm. or like there's weakness of the diaphragmatic hiatus. So, may hiatal hernia and so on. While yung ano, acid reflux is more a more or heartburn is a more of a casual term na parang yung sensation or yung feeling na may mm. pain. So, not all acid reflux is GERD. Uh, not, not, <laughs> parang ba? not all naman. Yeah. No, not all. Mm-hmm. So, so, sir, it's, it's like saying GERD can be a cause of why you have acid that refluxes back into the esop- into the esophagus because of the yeah. structural problems or changes of or, of the the upper GI tract. Or GERD is the effect of the weakness in the barrier and so on. So GERD is the and acid reflux is the symptom. Uh, acid reflux is the symptom. Mm-hmm. So acid reflux mm-hmm. or uh, the symptoms of it do not necessarily mean that there will be lesions found in the area. So, meron yung iba. Sometimes, it's hard to treat normal yung makikita on endoscopy. Wala talaga siyang gross lesion. So, it means na yung acidity na sensation ng patient, yun talaga yung kailangan makontrol yung acid production ng patient. Unlike those na meron talagang nakita ka, na may sugat talaga doon sa dulo ng esophagus or may weakness doon sa ano. So, alam mo na yung likely problem causing it. Yes. So, so some some people prolonged yung symptoms pero when you check them, wala yung ano. It means that the patient will be needing uh, a long course of acid suppression and as needed acid mm-hmm. suppression because you really need to control the acid production of the patient. So, sir, is... Because we also hear about people saying ah, hyperacidic or I have hyperacidity. Is that the term used for overproduction of acid which can cause acid reflux? Or is hyperacidity a, like not a real medical term? Parang more of a casual term lang yata siya na ano. Mm. So is, is it a real diagnosis? <laughs> Para yata siyang ano, pasma. Ah, oh, okay. Parang it became a, a normal term that we use uh, hyperacidic ako ganun pero para siyang naging things we say and pass around na lang in terms of the medical term it should be gastroesophageal reflux disease mm. Mm. Okay. 
So what yeah. what about with the difference between gastritis and ulcer? So I think these are a lot of things that kind of get bundled up kasi together. Diba? Parang, oh, GERD, uh-huh. acid reflux, gastritis, ulcer. So for GERD, so gastroesophageal reflux disease, it means yung weakness nga ng barrier, the acid goes up and damages the esophagus, esophagus and so on. So the symptom will be heartburn and then you will see problems in that area. For gastritis, the main problems will be predominantly in the stomach. So it can be farther down after the esophagus. Well, an ulcer will also be there, but the ulcer can also involve the duodenum. When you say gastritis, meaning nun na mumula yung area. So there's the inflammation mm-hmm. in the area, but not necessarily like a gross lesion na nauka yung balat nung, nung stomach. Yung ulcer yung alang na, nauka yung surface ng stomach. Para siyang... If you imagine yourself na nadapa ka, kayong nasugat ka na, na may scratch talaga na kita na yung balat sa ilalim, yung magsascab in the future, na, natanggal yung surface, yun yung ulcer. Gastritis yung parang namula lang yung ano, parang pinalo ng kaibigan mo, tapos namumula. Ketchup. <laughs> both, are, both are painful. <laughs> Pero yung mas malalim, yung involved na area, is yung ulcer. They can be actually... They will commonly have epigastric pain. But I think one of the main ways to determine if it's really likely an ulcer is yung how the pain is elicited. So, is the pain related to food intake? So, kunwari, after you eat, lalong sumasakit siya. Kasi meaning yung acid that was produced after eating, sinusugat niya ng sinusugat uli yung nauka na nasugat. Or, one of the ways to determine is, kunwari, nagising ka ng madaling araw with severe epigastric pain. So, that's likely an ulcer. Yung night distress, yung tawag nila. Oh. Yung mga, you were already asleep, tapos biglang nagising ka, sobrang sakit. Most likely ulcer yun. Kasi, magpipik yung acid production ng, ano, eh, ng madaling araw, ng 12 midnight. So, yung acid na, oh. na na-produce mo nun, Susugatin niya yun. Bakit pa 12 midnight siya nagpipiksa? Physiologic lang yun na ano eh. Magpipiksa na. Magpipiksa lang madaling araw. Kaya yung iba, pagkagising sa morning, masakit yung sikmura. Kasi nagpo-produce ka na kayong acid ng madaling araw. Pero not all will wake up na may severe pain. So when you wake up with severe pain, likely baka it's an ulcer. Oh, okay. How about for causes? What would differentiate the cause of an ulcer and versus uh, uh, gastritis? gastritis? So ulcer worldwide, <laughs> yung most common will still be uh, Helicobacter pylori, yung H pylori, peptic ulcer disease. Although they're saying that the prevalence is going lower, meaning mas developed na kasi yung mga countries ngayon, mas malinis na yung mas hygienic na. So, bumababa na. But it's still the most common yung peptic ulcer disease. Okay. An- another common cause will be yung mga other medications like antiplatelets. So, aspirin, clopidogrel, because they weaken, they weaken the mucosal barrier. They weaken yung, yung protective ng balat ng stomach. And other causes will be yung taking ng too much pain meds. Uh, and SEDs. Nasusugat yeah. yung surface. Yun yung mga common causes ng ano, ulcers. Mm-hmm. Can ulcer be caused from, let's say, not 
eating so because like excessive acid in the stomach mm. is always there is that a possible cause because i have a few clients who will come to me now they they notice that when they were in their most restrictive phases of dieting they would end up with ulcers right so is that possibly linked to each other or is it maybe a different thing that nagkasabay lang ang ang mangyayari kasi if you keep on skipping meals parang yung basal na acid production mo minsan matataas lang lagi so nasusugat nasusugat siya by itself it's a very much a concern kasi with a lot of individuals who struggle with disordered eating because marami you know there's a lot of under eating so there are times talaga they will faint na from stomach pain and then mm-hmm. have to be rushed to the ER only to find out they already developed mm-hmm. an ulcer yeah. oh may ano talaga yun with the acid production pero I guess factor din yun nag-faint kasi walang walang blood sugar mababa yung walang everything, food eh everything naghalo-halo na. yeah can gastritis po develop into peptic ulcer, ulcer disease if the lesions get deeper meaning initially or i guess early on it will become parang red lang yung surface or namumula but if the causative factor is continuous eventually magiging deeper yung ano kasi when you say it's uh, gastritis more of description siya nung lesion na nakita eh. so an ulcer is a description na parang na natanggal yung surface Gastritis is pula. But if yung causative factor is tuloy-tuloy, so nag-aano rin siya eventually, mag-excavate din yung surface. So if yung causes po ng ulcer is medications or bacteria, what is usually the cause of gastritis? Is it similar or different? I, I think mainly similar sila ng ano. Kapag mm-hmm. kakunwari mga ulcer, grabe yung causative factor. How about for the symptoms? So what are the main symptoms aside from what you mentioned for the ulcer is the main, the pain talaga mm. in the stomach. Like you will really feel that pain sometimes in the middle of the night. What are some of the other symptoms people can watch out for where they can kind of take note na, oh, maybe this is something that I should actually be more concerned about before it gets worse? Some people will have changes in their stools. If, if it's a large ulcer or if people have ulcers, they can have stools that are black kasi it's old blood na strip off yung surface ng stomach tapos nagdugo na yung nagdugo na siya. Para siyang nung, nung nadapa ka tapos nagdugo ng bata ka. So yung mag-aana siya, nagsiscab siya. So imagine mo yung scab mo, di ba, black siya. So yung blood na nagpool sa stomach mo, bababa rin siya eventually, ipupoop mo siya tapos magiging black siya. So, it's called melena. So, yun yung isang ano, way to determine if likely there's an upper GI bleeding. Pero that would usually connected with other symptoms like mababa na yung BP ng patient, so nahihilo siya, and so on. Uh, yun yung mga things to watch out for for ulcers. Fainting. Yeah. Uh, I have a question, Doc. So, uh, sometimes kasi... Some people will say, or one time I went to the doctor and then I mentioned that one of my main concerns is that I tend to poop blood sometimes. And they said that's normal, especially if you're constipated. So is this really normal or when does blood in poop b- become a really big concern? They say ever since or because of the Western diet, the food we eat, yung mga 
fast food, mga ganun. And since less na yung fiber intake natin, we tend to be more constipated, lalo na mababa rin yung water intake. <laughs> so, pag, yeah, pag nag-iipon yung stool sa colon, uh, you'll have to exert more effort for them to come out. So, that's why common ngayon yung may hemorrhoids. Halos lahat yata ng tao may hemorrhoids eventually. Yung hemorrhoids can be, or well, it, they're commonly the cause of the very small bleeding in everyone. Pero we have to be careful if we're assuming na hemorrhoids lagi yung nagbe-bleed. So, yeah. cautious. Baka we keep on saying na it's hemorrhoids and then eventually... Pero it's something more serious pala. Hindi pala. So, I guess... That's one of the reasons why you have to consult your gastroenterologist for them to be able to do a digital <laughs> rectal exam and to check. You know? It's hard to say a general rule for everyone. So we have to double check usually. Lalo na kung consistent na lagi may, ano, may bleeding. Kasi in terms of the, the data sa US, yung Philippines hindi pa masyado kasing data-driven yung ibang studies eh. So, yung sa US, tumataas yung incidence ng colorectal cancer dun sa younger age group. While yung wow. patients older than 50 years old, bumababa. Oh, kasi screened sila eh. Wow. Nagbabago na yung statistics. <laughs> is, that, is that why po na diba, binabaan po nila yung guidelines from 50 to 45 for colon cancer screening? Sa Philippines, we still follow yung 50 years old. But some advocate na i-check na ng younger age. Actually, uh, decision na yun ng gastroenterologist who will check up on you if they just want to be sure that they're not missing anything. no? So it's better to really address it, which is for a lot of uh, concerns. Then, diba? We, they seem like they're small, but in some cases, you do have to really check into it. Ano tayo? Proactive. <laughs> yes, the right word. Yeah. <laughs> Donut break! Add the filling, add the frosting, let's go! Quick glazed questions to get to know our guest better. Are you ready, Doc? I should be ready. What is your favorite thing about yourself and why? Allah! <laughs> I love watching anime and fiction TV shows. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. If you were not a doctor, what would you be? Hmm, wildlife photographer. Ah, uh, yung... the two Elijahs are both <laughs> photographers. And... Yeah! <laughs> okay. What's your comfort food po? Mahilig ako sa ano eh, Uncle Moe's. What is the best silog meal? Oh my God. Corn silog. What's your favorite donut flavor? Original glaze. Yes! Yes! Man of culture, man of culture, I see. Okay, let's get another one, Po. So here's our next question. Can we prevent acid reflux or GERD? Is it something that is preventable in like before you even get the diagnosis? And the next question is, can we cure it? So is there a cure? Is it preventable? And can it be cured? So, it's preventable as a high correlation with obesity. So, parang pataas yung uh, correlation niya na parang majority or a large number of people who are obese will complain of uh, acid reflux. So, this is because po parang medyo mas may pressure no? so, sa esophagus. So, so, yun. So, yes, it's it's correlated with yung pressure, syempre. Naiipon yung pressure. And also, they correlate it with the 
increase in visceral fat. So, marami daw cytokines or well, yung mga basta inflammatory proteins na nakukos. Tapos yung kailangan niya kasi is yung fat. So, marami siyang napoproduce na naglo-lower ng sphincter pressure. Kaya, nag-a-acid ka. What about for those who are in a smaller body but they still struggle talaga with acid reflux? What are the other common causes? Or, uh, not causes pala, what are ways that they can prevent it Uh, if ever, yeah. or cure it? Yung food intake. Yung food intake, saka yung smoking, alcohol. So some some food are related with increased acid uh, production. Yung mas nangangasim kayo, yung mga acidic na food, saka yung mga dairies, mga hmm. kape, sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everybody has different trigger foods mm. din kasi. No? So uh, like Doc mentioned, there's coffee, there's alcohol, spicy uh, food. dairy, fatty foods, spicy, smoking. Oh, smoking. mint foods also, teas uh, as well. Um, and then you have your citrus fruits and acid generally. Uh, so we'd have to lower those in our diets. And yung ideally, lalo na kung na-identify na natin yung trigger. Talagang erase na lang muna yan. Mm. Pero I think yung coffee, maraming nahihirapan i-avoid eh. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, coffee is yeah. life now. It's becoming a vice. Parang, parang Yossi and alcohol na eh. Kasi yung iba, magsasabi parang, so pwede na ba ako magkape? <laughs> I think yung tendency kasi with coffee is the need for energy and as a stress reliever and that has to really oh. be Um, accompanied with other uh, lifestyle factors of addressing mm. eating enough, yeah. getting enough sleep, so mm. we don't always rely on on coffee mm-hmm. then. Okay, so we have another question here, Doc, which is, okay, I have acid reflux. My doctor has given me antacids, have given me the prazoles or azole medicines. How long can I take this, essentially? Is this something that I can be taking lifelong? Or is there... A certain time where if it's not working, there has to be something else done. For some patients, talagang hindi sila nakokontrol with yung proton pump inhibitors, yun yung mga prezol, yung mga omeprazole, lansoprazole. Although it's it's the most uh, potent one in terms of in terms of the history of the drugs ng sa acid, siya na talaga yung parang benchmark nila. Pero some will still have symptoms even after prolonged uh, intake of those meds. Those patients are the, usually the ones na we have to double check if there's something else na we have to mm. do an upper GI endoscopy just to double check. Like why is it why is it yeah, persisting? Because maybe an actual big problem na we're thinking it's just acid. Mm-hmm. So we were But it's something else. Oh, it's something else. So actually meron kaming ibang patients na Nagulat na rin kami, parang 20s, actually parang yung youngest, parang 18. Ano, may may bukol pala. Oh no. Uh, so, because we tend to think na, wala lang yan, bata lang yan eh. That's my sister pala. Uh, <laughs> She thought it was acid reflux, binigyan po siya ng omeprazole, and then meron pala siya anterior mediastinal mass. Sorry ah, nag- <laughs> 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 no worry it's a gr- it's we're, we're all good now with that yeah but, she's in she's yeah. in remission oh, yeah. po. but that was just like a reminder of like oh yeah masses can really affect talaga the acid it's hard to keep on assuming that it's something 
na minor lang. So, sometimes you really have to double check. And that's why you have to consult your uh, friendly neighborhood doctor. Because no? it might be something else na you can address early on before it gets more serious. How about, how do you know pa when it's, like, let's say, how many rounds of omeprazole would it be before you're like, okay, this is something else, right? Because sometimes there will be uh, patients who will take, let's say, 30 days as okay na sila, and then two months later, they need they need again because their acid has been activated once more. How many times would you prescribe the these rounds of um, their medications before you would say, okay, we have to do something else? So sometimes, let's say, for example, four weeks, can I treat with a PPI or meprazole or whatever? And it's not improving. Like, it's really not helping. It's more prudent to double-check. To double-check na rin. Mm, that's all right away na. Uh, so, so, but it depends rin dun sa if the patient is willing to double-check it early on. You, you can just double-check early on. Or another option is to try the other meds or add additional meds. So sometimes we do what we do is Aside from the PPI, we add other meds such as kunari, yung Gaviscon and so on to, which mm. can help coat, coat the stomach no? and protect it. And see if the patient improves. Pero pag hindi pa rin nag-improve, we usually advise na i-double-check na natin kasi baka, baka may ibang problem. So there's also the the new drugs such as the PCABs, no? yung mga vonoprazan, ganun yung mga names nila. Pero we don't outright give them. Iba kasi yung mechanism niya from the proton pump inhibitors. Pero malakas din siya. Parang same level sila ng, ano, ng potency. Or actually a bit stronger pa nga sila. So we don't go straight to them outright. But if the patient is willing or medyo mahal kasi, if they can afford it, some physicians would try those meds if hindi talaga nag-i-improve with the proton pump inhibitors. So, hindi po, uh, like, let's say, somebody can't can't really take omeprazole for the rest of their lives. Like, that's not ideal. Ang hirap kasi yung, ano eh, yung one year ka na nag-omeprazole, <laughs> tas na-acid-acid ka pa rin. Parang hindi na rin yata siya post-effective. <laughs> Parang, hindi yeah. ano, na siya sulit. <laughs> <laughs> Although, ano, in terms of in terms of the adverse effect, the most serious one for omeprazole would be osteoporosis, which is yung yung common naman sa ano sa elderly, ni naman common sa younger population. Mm-hmm. Pero yun yung most serious niya, yung osteoporosis. Mm-hmm. How about for antacids? So let's say. How often can you be taking things like Kremel S, Toms, and Gaviscon, things like that? And for how long can you be taking it as well until it becomes kind of a concern that it becomes a clutch or a crutch for you? So usually, yung outright binibigay talaga namin is yung proton pump inhibitors and then add-on lang yung mga antacids. Kasi oh, hindi okay. sila nag... Kunwari, hindi na ko. Kasi yung proton pump inhibitor, bibigay mo lang siya early in the morning eh. Empty stomach before mm-hmm. the meal. So ideally, kukontrol niya na yung basal na acid production sa body. Pero pagka yung iba, pagka kumain, nagkakaroon ng extra acid production. So nagkakaroon siya ng ganun. So you can control that with giving antacids para kontrahin niya yung spike na yon ng acid. But 
again, just like yung sa PPIs, you can, parang hindi na sulit kapag ang tagal mo na iniinom yung ano, yung antacids. Tapos hindi pa rin nakokontrol pagka tinigil mo, meron pa rin symptoms. It's like, they can help you in terms of your symptoms, but they can be just band-aid solutions as well. Na yeah. you feel better, you feel like you're cured, but you don't really know what you're curing. Curing. Yeah, that's true. Especially when it keeps happening. Uh, so, parang sarap po kasi ng thumbs eh. So, parang okay lang for me. So, <laughs> ako, ako rin yung thumbs din yung favorite ko. <laughs> sarap nga nung ano, parang, parang ano eh, parang siyang chips. <laughs> um, minsan ano eh, hindi ko nga kaya na isa lang eh. Kailangan dalawa yung per, per nguya eh. <laughs> so, I need it kasi eh. Gano'n. <laughs> Two at a okay. time. So, taste so horrible. <laughs> yeah, oh my uh, God. Pakit ng lasa lang Gaviscon. Di ba kami magalit sa atin? <laughs> Sorry, but just ano lang, maybe make better flavors. <laughs> If you hear this. <laughs> so, so basically, Doc, to, to recap, yung treatments, yung, yung mga PPI, mga antacids, you take it for a certain time, and if it doesn't work, it means the root cause isn't being solved. Therefore, you go in it through imaging and endoscopy to see kung ano talaga yung root problem. You consult your friendly neighborhood gastroenterologist to double check. <laughs> to double check. Sometimes, what we do, kapag kunwari two weeks, we prescribe two weeks na PPI and then we ask them to come back. Kapag hindi pa rin nag-i-improve after two weeks, so we discuss kung ano yung, ano yung nagiging problem. Kunwari, sabihin niya, Uh, okay na yung pagka-morning eh na, na pain. Pero pagka maggagabi na, meron uli after my dinner or ganun. Sometimes we add some meds. Pero pagka persistent talaga siya, better to double check. So, we have another question here, Doc, which is, how can you relieve symptoms without antacids? So, without medications, are there ways to relieve the symptoms of acid reflux? In the moment na nagkaroon ako ng acid reflux, let's say I, I've been controlling my diet and I, I don't want to take the medications right now, is there any magical way to get rid of acid right away? Because there was this TikTok kasi who, of this doctor who said, you can have some mm. sort of breathing or do this mm. sort of breathing that's going to like set your esophagus right or something. What? <laughs> some, some say na ano, one, one big factor is yung position mo after eating a meal na you stay upright. Oh, kasi parang mm. yung acid aakit kasi siya eh. So, sometimes, the, the patients, syempre, busog na busog ka, you want to lie down. It's easier to, for the acid to go up. Para siyang <laughs> liquid na, ano, mag-flow lang. So, they, mm, gravity. Uh, they, they, they advise stay upright for, I guess, 30 minutes to one hour after your meal. Okay. Yeah. So very important to um, be aware of that, right? Because I think that's also something we don't notice. Na even the clothes you wear can affect the way mm, that you're. Um, tight clothing then. Tight clothes. Mm. Yeah. For a long time, I was wearing very. I know. Para I have para hourglass shape. Ganon. Tapos burp ako ng burp. <laughs> May acid reflux na pala ako. Nakakorset. <laughs> so, Nakakorset pa pala. <laughs> yeah. No, yun pala yung malaking factor then. 
Okay, Doc, we have another question. How does reflux or acid reflux affect other parts of your body? So some people feel mm. pain um, in other parts of their body, like their back pain, their throat, all of those things. Mm-hmm. How does GERD and acid reflux affect these other parts as well? Or can it? Or, or is it just radiating? Uh, yun yung importance ng asking yung ano, kung does the pain go elsewhere? So sometimes, kaya yung yung nasistimulate na nerves ng pain are also nerves that innervate other areas of the body. So kaya nagkakaroon ka ng pain din na sensation dun sa other areas na yun. So for example, yung iba parang chest pain. Kasi may mga common innervations yan. So mukhang akala mo inaatake ka sa puso yung pala acid siya. Sometimes, kaya yung ibang nakikil naman niya sa throat, yung involved areas ng innervation na natitrigger ng acid. Yung nadadamage the innervation. How about po sa back? Because some people have said that they experience back pain when acid reflux. How, is that connected or is that something else? Kaya? Directly sa back talaga. Yeah, I think it was sa back. Pagka sinabi mo kasing directly going to the back, it might be another problem. So, yun yung mga pancreatitis. Mm-hmm. Ganun. Yun yung kailangan may i-rule out mm-hmm. na hindi siya pancreatitis. Mm-hmm. Alright, Doc. Let's yeah. go into a few quick questions. So, we have a few quick questions here. So, this is mostly like yes or no-ish um, related to acid reflux. Okay, so let's let's see how they go here. Kakabamba dapat ako dyan. <laughs> <laughs> Lightning round. Okay, so here you go. Pa. Lightning round. <laughs> Number one, is intermittent fasting recommended for those with acid reflux? No. Like Doc mentioned a while ago, about the, so the small frequent meals uh, is very helpful because it build up talaga yung acid when we when we fast. Hmm. Should we take ACV for acid reflux? Ano ACV? Apple cider vinegar. Po. No. <laughs> He's like, put more acid. <laughs> <laughs> more. <laughs> Is there such a thing as too much antacids? Too much antacid? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, ano po effective? Let's say I took so many Gaviscons <laughs> because sobrang acid talaga yung feeling ko and then I took a lot of Gaviscons. Yung mga adverse effects ng mga antacid, yun yung mga nakoconstipate sila. Yun, yun yung mga ano mm-hmm. nun eh. Okay. Okay, so if you're constipated and you're taking antacids, <laughs> Alam <mo na. laughs> check in with the amount of antacid. <laughs> Is there a thing such as silent GERD, where you have GERD but you don't experience heartburn? Oh, yeah, there is. Because yung nga eh, poorly described sometimes yung symptoms. Lalo na pag yung ibang patients, parang siguro taas ng pain tolerance na <laughs> pagka na-double check, what? <laughs> Sugat-sugat. Pero wala oh. talaga silang complaints. How do you check it if wala silang complaints? Baka dumudugo na yung ano. Parang meron kami yung na-encounter like ang complaint lang was anemia tapos nag-stool nag-stool Ooh. test o cold blood test positive siya. Tapos wala yung, wala siyang symptoms at all. Tapos when you double check it you do an endoscopy. You see ang dami niyang problems pero wala siyang kinocomplain. Mm. Some patients ganun kasi, I guess depends din dun sa pain tolerance ng patient. Or, well, yung iba, hindi talaga nagsasabi. Actually, that's true kasi before I used to think na yung pagbaburp ko lang is just, ay, burp lang ako ng burp. <laughs> And then later ko na-realize, ay, baka iba pala yun. <laughs> Oops. Okay. So, next question po. What's the best time to take an antacid? Is it before or after your meal? After the meal. Okay. 
And our last quick question is, what is the best way to lie down when you have GERD? Standing up. <laughs> <laughs> best way to lie down if you have GERD? After the meal ba? Pag after the meal, trick question daw. <laughs> May ganun pa pala. Na pag uh, tulog. Kasi di ba po minsan, even when sleeping, you should also lay a little bit elevated. Ah, in, elevated. Ang halang ko na elevate yung pillow. If nakalay ka sa left mo or sa right mo. Does it matter? Yeah, <laughs> I always hear that. Parang they always say, you should lie on your left side because the way that the stomach is anatomically positioned, the acid will have a harder time to go up. Let's finish off the conversation with your main GERD management tips. So if you have a patient who comes to you, what are the usual tips that you give when it comes to managing their acid reflux? Dietary changes or lifestyle changes, becoming more active, yung meals na tinitik, avoiding yung citrusy, yung mga ma-acid na food, lessening yung coffee. Uh, lessening in carbonated drinks, less in dairy, no smoking, <laughs> tapos mm-hmm. lessening yung alcoholic beverages. I think yun palang very helpful na. Usually, bibigay kami proton pump inhibitor talaga yung binibigay namin. Lalo na kung mukhang hindi nag-i-improve with, the, with those modifications. We give a short course and then they can come back if it's not improving pa rin. Yeah. And from a while ago's conversations, we want to focus in on our small frequent feedings mm. to help manage acid, uh, laying down a little bit elevated. Staying your upright <laughs> after your meal. <laughs> Avoiding tight, yeah. tight clothes. <laughs> yes. And not working out after you eat as well because that can uh, also cause uh, the, uh, that backflow. So, yay! Thank you so much, Doc. Before we end, is there anything that you want to share with the listeners about being a gastro? <laughs> Maybe uh, tips or more uh, helpful guidance for individuals? One of my main messages is don't hesitate to consult a gastro if you're having any problems and you want to find out more or find out the root cause of your symptoms. Kasi it's harder to prolong the symptoms and assume na wala lang siya. And then mag- mabibigla na lang tayo pag nag-consult na. So you can consult early on. It's not that hard. <laughs> it's not bad to be cautious. Proactive. Mm-hmm. Proactive tayo. Oh. <laughs> Yes. Thank you, Doc. Thank so you. before we go, where can everyone find you, Po? So if somebody wants to reach out to you, where can they do that? Serious MD. Meron akong account. Or sa ano? UERMOPD. <laughs> catch them in the catch him in the OPD. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay. Thank you so much, Thank you, sir. Doc, for your Thank time you. and your knowledge. Yay. <laughs> And that is the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening and I hope that you learned a lot from our guest today and from our conversation. Acid reflux sucks, but we can do our best to manage it. If you like this episode and you want to be part of the next episodes, then don't forget to follow the Donut Box podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at the Donut Box pod. You can follow me at It's Joseph Sebastian on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube, as well as threads. There are so many things now so that we can stay updated. You can also follow me at healwithjoe.rnd on Instagram for more nutrition things. The Donut Box is an anima podcast podcast, so don't forget to follow them as well for the latest pods. Until the next episode, don't forget, you always deserve to eat. <laughs>